If you have your Bibles, be turning to the book of Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. I know a lot of you don't know me. You've seen me here. Don't know much about me or anything. But my name's Odell Voles. I'm from Wahala. I'm a country boy saved by grace. And this is my family back here. Hype obviously done joined the church. <clears throat> Rest obviously is fixing to, unless something comes up. The reason I hadn't been here as much is because I preach, and sometimes somebody calls me to preach for them somewhere. So I'm not able to be here. <clears throat> I love I like bluegrass gospel music. I enjoyed it last night. Uh, used to play a lot on radios and stuff. And the highlight of my time doing that, people brought Brother Stan's age, but the only one that know who I'm going to talk about. Does anybody of you here uh, remember Carl's story? Carl's story used to be? <clears throat> we opened a show for him one time. They wanted our stuff and didn't want his, none of his records, but they wanted some of our stuff. So we didn't get to open for him no more. <clears throat> he told me, he said, next time I come back, them boys ain't going to be here. But uh, it's good to serve the Lord any which way. Whether, I mean, I used to be real shy. And uh, I know I'm doing a lot of things. I probably need to get on to the Word. But I used to be so shy, I couldn't even look at a girl and talk to a girl. So the Lord gave me a job at Sangamo. And I had to work with a bunch of women. And they got me out of my shyness quick. <clears throat> because, face it, ladies, some of the things ladies say now, you learn to get from being shy real quick. <clears throat> and uh, my wife, I met her at church. Her father was our pastor. <clears throat> He's done going on to be with the Lord. But uh, it's always good to have a family in God's house. A lot of people's not lucky like some of us. Their families is tore up and all kind of things going on. Just glad to be with you here tonight and I pray that the Lord will speak to me and speak through me what He wants me to say tonight. And before I get started, Karen, have I left anything out I need to say? I just wondered because I'll hear about it later. I'll, I'll hear about that. <clears throat> But anyway, Acts chapter 3, we're going to begin with verse number 1. It says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple of the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him, and John with John said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankles, bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered, it, entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, as we come to you once again, we're so thankful, Lord, for this another opportunity that we could be back in your house tonight. 
I pray for those that are not here for whatever reason. There's a lot that's sick. And I pray for all those that's on our sick list that you just reach your hand down and touch their bodies, Lord. There might be some of them recovering in a nursing home or a rehabilitation area somewhere. I pray, Lord, you just be with them today also. Pray, Lord, for those who might be in a nursing home somewhere and their family just no longer can take care of them or sometimes, you know, they they just lack of concern. But, Lord, so many times we visit them and they, if they're saved, they tell us that they've got you there with them. And as long as you're there with them, they're content. And it's so good to know, Lord, as when they get on up in age, people might think that people don't know anything. But, Lord, if they're saved, they know it. If they know you as their personal Savior, they know it. And they're glad to let each and every one of us know when we speak to them. And I pray, Lord, that you'll just be with Brother Kenny as he comes back tonight. Be with all the others who may be traveling. And Lord, I pray that you just bless the word tonight, that you just speak to me. And speak through me what you'd have me to say today. For it's in the blessed name of Jesus we do pray. Amen. We're looking in these verses right here. The presence and the power are still active today. All around about us, not just was it in the Bible days, but it's still active today. It's all around about us. We see and hear people being saved all the time. In this day and time, that is a miracle. When you hear of someone getting saved in the day that we live in. We hear about people being healed. I heard one a man this week was talking about he had gotten healed. I forgot what it was he was talking about, but God had healed him. So we know that God is still on the throne and we know that Jesus is still in the saving business because somewhere somebody got saved this morning. So we know the power is still there to forgive people of their sin. The power of God is still there to touch the lives of people. The power is there to bring broken families back. As we look in these verses here, we see that and all this is going to continue to be with you and me. As long as we're saved, and the life that we live in, in Jesus and through us and the Holy Spirit leading us, people can see the power of God in our lives. That's one thing I like about the church here. I've been to a lot of different churches, but I've, it's just, you know, I, I, I see more things going on here at this church that you can see God working. And folks, keep on letting God work in your life. Because these other people, if I can see it, Anybody else can see it. And I've been a preacher for several years. And it makes me want to be a part of it. And there's people out here that's lost today who really want to know. They want the real thing. They don't want something that's not real. There's kids out here, teenagers today, that want to have something to believe in. But they look at the way that the lives of the adults around them and even sometimes people who profess to be Christians and they see the life that they live in and, and it's, it's fake to them. They, don't, they can't see nothing different between them and the rest of the world. But we can still have the power on us today just like it was in the, day, the days of Jesus. And a true follower of Jesus Christ, we can demonstrate the power. I remember going to... a. Uh, uh, Hospital years ago. Some of you probably remember uh, Pastor Clarence Farmer. He was laying in the hospital bed. 
<clears throat> me and my mom and dad and my wife walked in there and, and we stopped in the waiting room and the nurse told us, y'all just come on back. Uh, he's in a coma and uh, he won't even know y'all in the room. He's probably not going to make it through tonight. And that, that just shows, you know, people today think they know everything. We gathered around his bed there and he, he didn't know we was there. But we prayed for him. And within two days, he was back home. The power of prayer. Here was a man, he was already up in the age. And here he was, the doctors and the nurses, his son gave him up, he'll never make it through the night. But God wasn't through with him. In two days, he was back home with his family. So we see in these verses right here that we're looking at, as Peter and John, they had went up to the to the temple to pray and it represents the true Christians in this world today those who really want to serve the Lord now they had been with the Lord and they would seen the Lord we, but the Bible tells a greater faith than you and I have because we've not seen him but yet we believe him because we can feel him we feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. We know God's real. We know that Jesus died on the cross for because we, we can feel it inside. We know it. Nobody can tell us anything different. But they went up to the temple to pray, and there was a certain man here that was lame from, from his mother's womb. And that's just like people today. Even though they're born into this world, if you're not a child of God, you're an enemy of God. And they was born into this sinful world and sinful nature. And you say, well, now I'm fixing to have a couple more grandkids coming along, but you get sitting in there and that baby starts crying. And you go in there and then you look down there at that baby and say something and then it starts to smiling in the green and it shuts up crying. No, that's just, that's, that's just that's the old devil. <laughs> that's the old devil. You know, he said, pitching a fit. Then when you go in there and look, Oh, I just wanted your attention. I just wanted you to come in here. But see, they even though they're innocent, and we know they are, but when you come into this world, it's just like this man right here. He came in this world lame. And people comes into this world lost and dying and going to hell from the minute they take their first breath. From the minute they take their first breath, eternity on this earth is starting for them what time they going to have left on this life and we see that this man right here people had to carry him and laid him at the temple every day so he could beg for alms beg for money at the temple because he knowed like a lot of the people of the world today when it gets in time of need they know that they can come to God's house and ask for help and, the, and everybody will help them so this man right here, he was sitting at the outside the temple here at the church, waiting to get waiting to get a blessing. And said, and he, when he seen Peter and John about to go into the t- the temple, he asked of alms. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him. With John said, "Look on us." Now Jesus' presence is still here today. It was there then, but it's not found in material things. Now this man right here, uh, he was expecting something material, something to help him make it to the next day. 
There's people the same way today. They're just worrying about the next day. But but we see here, it, it, Peter and them told them, they said, I don't have no silver. I don't have no gold. But silver and gold is not what it ta- what this man really needs to satisfy what his need really is. It's the satisfaction can't be found in the money or material things. God's not in all those things. God's not in the silver. He's not in the gold. He's not in the money. He's not in the material things. He says to lay up our treasures in heaven. Not down here on earth because it's going to pass away. It's going to eventually be gone. It's not in the food that we have. It's not in the, the clothing that we wear. Material things. It's not in our homes. It's not in the shelters. Peter couldn't give him all them things because Peter left his home and his family to follow after Jesus. Because he knew that he needed to follow Jesus because Jesus was the Messiah. And he was looking, I believe, ahead to all the people who he knew was going to be dying and going to hell. And he was wanting to do something about it. Even though Peter stumbled and fell, and you know, when he was by the when Jesus was tucked in, he was down by the by the fireplace warming himself. He denied even knowing Jesus. But you know, when Mary and them went to the went to the tomb and they, they looked down and seen him seen it was gone. She, she thought it was a garden and she looked up there and said, where have they taken Jesus? And he said, Mary, it's me. He said, you go tell my disciples and Peter that I'm going to meet him in a couple of more days. Even though Peter stumbled and fell, he's a lot like some of us. You know, there's times in our life we stumble and fall. And we wonder if the Lord cares about us anymore. We wonder if God cares about us anymore. But I believe when he said to Ann Peter, he wanted for her to let Peter know, I still love you. I forgive you for saying that you didn't know me. I forgive you for denying me. I forgive you for not standing up in front of the crowd and proclaiming me as your Messiah, me as your Savior, me as the Son of God. Peter, I'm giving you one more chance if you want it. Now, some of us in here, we might have something going on in our life. And you want, you're thinking, well, if I could have one more chance to do it over, I'd do it different. Or things would be different. Well, if, if God, if the Lord could forgive Peter and give him a chance to come back, he'll forgive you and me. All he wants us to do is be there for him. But we see in these verses, Peter didn't have anything because he gave it all away when he left. He didn't, he didn't have anything left. He couldn't give him all the things that this man thought he needed to survive and live. He couldn't give it to him because he didn't have anything with him. But that was the thing that the man expected Peter and John to give him. He expected some money. He expected something that could help him in the condition that he was in. 
in the eyes of this world that you and I live in today, they look at the things that they think they need and the things they want. Just like this poor man. Just like the world. They see things they think they got to have them. They see things that they think they got to have. They think they got to have material things. All the money that they can have. All the possessions that they could have. That's what they want. <clears throat> but these, to the world, was the basic needs that anybody would need. Money, home, clothes, food. But all these things that this man was wanting would someday pass away. And this man, you know, make you wonder, here he was outside the church. Why didn't he get them to tote him in the church? Maybe he just didn't want nothing to do with God. I don't know. But he was always left outside so he could always get money. The greatest need this man right here has and the people round about us that's just like him think they need material things to get by. The greatest need they need to have today is to know who Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, is. Jesus' presence and power is founded in the souls of those who are saved and it can be found in the souls of those who want to be saved. Accept the Lord as the personal Savior. Invite Jesus to come into their life. Believe that He is the Son of God. He was born into this world and died on the cross for their sins. God's only begotten Son. <clears throat> the man was wanting things for the outside. Peter and John, the only thing they had to offer was things that would help them on the inside. Change your life. Change his life. <clears throat> and that's the reason why people preach today. That's the reason why we have teachers in our Sunday schools today. To tell everybody about the Lord that they might be saved for it's everlasting too late. There's power in the name of Jesus. Power in the name of Jesus. When God, and, and this, the power of Jesus can change lives. It can take somebody who has a drug problem or alcohol problem, and if they turn it over to him, he can take care of it. People think they got to be able to see something in front of them before they can get help. But all they have to do is just turn it over and say, Lord, I got this problem and I want you to help me with it. You know, <clears throat> you hear a lot of people talk about, oh, I've, I've got the gift to heal people and all that. If God gave me the ability to heal somebody, I'd be at the hospital. And every time they come thumb through the door, they'd be wanting to shut the doors and keep me out. <clears throat> but we see people today who have that need today to be saved because they sin sick. And if they die without knowing the Lord as their personal Savior, they're going to die and go to hell. 
The man needed to change on the inside worse than his outside needed changing. Because when God looks down from heaven at man, he saw the man, and he saw me and you before we got saved, but he's seen the spiritual needs of this man. And he's seen the spiritual needs that you and I had when we was lost. He looked down and he said, I sent my son down there to die for them. That they might be saved. Supply the one thing that we couldn't get on our own. Something you can't purchase on your own. Salvation and eternal life. Forgiveness in the presence of God. Remember David? David, he stumbled and fell a lot of times in his life. And he'd got to one, where one time when he'd pray, he just, he just couldn't feel the presence of God. And he said in the scripture, he said, Return unto me the joy of thy salvation. What he was saying is, he was saying, God, return to me the joy of the salvation that Jesus, Jesus' salvation. Because of Jesus, I was saved. And he was saying, I want it back. I've stumbled and fell. And you know, has there ever been a time that you feel like that there's a, there's something missing. You know, when you first got saved, you might have been real excited. And then all of a sudden, things just feel a little different. Do you love God more today than the day you got saved? We should. If we don't, then we're going in the opposite direction. Because come, going along with being with growing in the grace of God, man, a Christian, we come become more knowledgeable of God and love God more daily. <clears throat> but spiritually, God knew this man needed saved. His physical need was to be healed. God could do that. God could heal anybody He wants to. But He can't make nobody be saved and be changed inside. He sent his son. He he done everything that was needed, necessary for somebody to be saved. But it's a choice that they have to make themselves. And we see here that Jesus' presence and Jesus' power was found in Jesus' name. As we look in the verses, right, <clears throat> verse six says, "In Peter." said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. In Jesus' name, rise up and walk. Peter was proclaiming the power that Jesus could do. And the, the power that, because he knew Jesus, he lived for Jesus, he knew what Jesus could do, knew what God could do. He was proclaiming that power. And that's something I believe as sometimes as Christians we're forgetting who we serve and that we've got the power to witness to people, lead them to the Lord. Because he'd been with Jesus. We can feel Jesus around about us. We know that we're saved. We know the power and the authority of God's word.
the power of praying in Jesus' name today, it meets needs. We have family members who need to be prayed for that's lost. Don't give up on them. Keep praying. Because if you stop praying, it might just took one more prayer for them to have got saved. I've seen people get saved that I didn't think would ever get saved. So I know Jesus still cares and He's still going to be saving people till the last one's saved and He calls the church home. But Peter knew that he possessed a presence and the power within himself as the authority of God and as a spokesman of God. When when he met this man, Peter's faith in Jesus Christ, he had the faith to move mountains, if that's what it took. Any kind of obstacle that was in his way to show people that God loved them and Jesus loved them, he could do it. Anything that was in his way, he could, compl- he could proclaim the name of Jesus and take care of it. Because he proclaimed the power through Jesus' name when he reached down and grabbed this man by the hand. We can do it too. We believe in Jesus. We trust in the power of God, the power of the Lord. And the power that's in the word of Jesus, in the word of God. Now Peter here was the Lord's uh, representative. And guess what? That's what we are today too. Jesus is in heaven. We're his representatives today. We have the feet to go out into the world in the highways and the hedges to compel people to come in to be saved before it's everlasting too late. We're to be His arms to hug and to hold that one of things to think that nobody cares for them. If somebody going through problems and they think nobody cares, but Jesus cares and He wants us to care and He wants us to hold them. And let them know that through this man, Jesus, everything can be okay. All Jesus had was the believers that he left behind. If any work was to be done, it was through them. If any work's to be done today, folks, it's through all of us. All of us. And Jesus' presence and power are still found in work today. There's people today that are being healed. There's people today whose families are being brought back together. There's problems that we have in our life today when we wake up in the morning, they're going to be little little ant hills, little mole hills. Worry yourself staying up all night and get up next morning and go to work, whatever you do, that problem's not there no more. And then you realize, Jesus took care of it. Why did I worry all night last night and not get no sleep? I ought to know Jesus was going to take care of this, just like His Word, just like He always said He would. Let me tell you something, people. Jesus is still meeting the needs of His own people. 
daily. There's nothing that He wouldn't do for you and me. He done died on the cross for us that we might be saved, that we might have eternal life in heaven. But Peter reached down and he grabbed this, he took this man by the hand. In verse 7 it said, He took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankles bones received strength. Peter reached down to take the man by the right hand and to lift him up. Now, when Peter reached down, he was reaching down with faith that Jesus was going to answer that need. And he reached down. And that man, he, he just knew, oh, they're going to give me some money. They're going to get me something I really need. I guarantee you, he didn't expect to be healed. You know, a lot of people went to church this morning to go with a friend or whatever. And when they got there, they didn't expect the Holy Spirit to deal with them and then be saved. But they got saved. <clears throat> what faith Peter had in the name that was given to him. The man led him. The man trusted in him. When he reached his hand down and he took him by the hand. Today, we need to try to convince the people that are lost how much they need Jesus as their Lord and Savior, how much they really need to be saved, that we might lead them to the Lord. But this was great, Peter, great faith that Peter had when he reached down and this man expecting to get... I guarantee he didn't expect to be getting healed. You know, sometimes we pray about something and ask, ask the, the Lord about something and not only does He take care of that, He goes beyond and He blesses us. Not only does He meet that need, but He meets it beyond measure. And that's what happened to this man. Jesus healed him. There's power in the name of Jesus. The people that stand up for him, we can change people's lives. Now, I don't know. <clears throat> maybe I, I, you might be here tonight and you don't know the Lord's your personal Savior. I, I don't know. Or maybe, maybe you're just not as close as you used to be. But if you don't know the Lord tonight, Jesus don't know what you're waiting on. God don't know what you're waiting on. He don't know what better time there is. He don't know what better place there is. And He don't know there's no better way than through Jesus Christ because that's the only way. It's time you trust Him. If you've wandered away or if you've got something in your life and you want to talk to the Lord about and maybe it seems like you prayed and about things before and nothing ever happened I tell you folks you need to trust Jesus Jesus cares you need to trust him
A lot of times we think things need to be took care of in our time. I visited a man one time. Him and his wife had problems. She left him. He made a comment, said, I done told the Lord, done told God, if he don't bring my wife back to me within two weeks, I'm going to get out of church and I'll never go back. She never did come back. But he stayed and he's still in church. Though. God does things the way he wants to do them and does things in his time, in his way. Now face it, how many times have we all tried to do something and it been a mess up and been a flop? We think we know what's best for this or we know what's best for that and then the next thing you know it's, it's just a flop it's a disaster God knows what he's doing <clears throat> to believe on Jesus today we can feel his presence and to know the power that's in that presence in our life Standing by faith today and telling others about the Lord. Walking the life and the, that we need to walk before Him. It's not our light, but walking His light. Because eyes are upon us today. People out here, your neighbors, my neighbors, people at work is watching us, trying to find something to say, well, that's a Christian, I'll be all right. To just, so they can think they can just keep on going on and sinning and living like the devil and everything will be all right. They got us under a microscope. But this man right here, he leaped up with joy for what was done. Now he could walk. Now he had a testimony. I guarantee you, when he went in there, everybody inside that temple knew this was the man that used to, it was crippled when they walked in. And then he'd tell them, said, what did you do? Well, they came by and reached their hand down and said, silver and gold have a number in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. And there's power in that name of Jesus. And I took him by the hand and I rose up and I started walking. And now I'm a jumping around. I don't know what it is and I can't explain it. But there's something about the name of Jesus. Praise God. Because he is worthy to be praised. His song leader gets the song ready. You might be saved tonight. You might be lost tonight. <clears throat> but if you if you lost tonight, I can't save you. I can show you how. But Jesus, and only Jesus can forgive you of your sins and save you. I can't do it. 
man in a little closet can't do it. But Jesus can. There's something about that name. There's something in your life and things like things is going on. And you got to turn around and go back. Jesus is there. Jesus is there. I mean, think about it. Is there a time in your life as a Christian you seem to feel more happy or you felt like you could swim over hell and put it out with a water pistol? But something's changed? I don't know, preacher. I don't know what it is. Yes, we do. We know the place it changed. We know the time it changed. We know what changed it. Jesus is wanting to know tonight. Won't you bring it back and, and ask him to say, Lord, I, I'm sorry, forgive me. I've done, I've done this or I've done that wrong. Please forgive me. He forgave Peter. He'll forgive any of us. But if you lost and don't know the Lord, your personal Savior, He loves you. He died for you. He wants you to be part of the family of God. And He died on that cross and that blood run down. I believe when you get saved, I believe He takes it and He dips it in there and He writes your name. Lamb with the life in heaven. <clears throat> I might not ever be nothing down here on this world, but my name's written down in heaven and I'm a citizen up there and I'm a child of God. And that makes a lot of difference. What song we got, bro?